Okay, welcome back to the Clark and Miller podcast. It's good to have you here once again. So, today uh, we're going to talk about uh, self-study and what you can do to improve your English by yourself at home with nothing else around you. So, yeah, basically revision. Now, uh, revision can be a real pain in the neck for a lot of learners, and we'll, we'll look at why, and we'll look at how to overcome those those issues that you, you might have that you don't want to study, because, you know, it happens to all of us, sometimes we don't want to study. Uh, first, before we get into it, um, I just want to say... Um, Go and check us out at clarkandmiller.com. There's more than just the podcast. We've got like some books, uh, most of which are free. You can download for free. Uh, we've got uh, a, a blog uh, with basically hundreds of English lessons that you can read. And um, we've also got some of the best teachers on the internet. So if you want actual face, well, face-to-face on Skype, that counts as face-to-face. Uh, if you want, like, face-to-face lessons, then um, head on down there, clarkandmiller.com. Also, if you want, send me an email, gabriel at clarkandmiller.com, if you have any questions or comments about this podcast. But let's just get going, because uh, I'm really eager to uh, talk about this. Uh, something that I think can benefit everybody, including teachers. So, um, yeah, here we go. Okay, so imagine having a meal, a meal routine. You have toast and hummus for breakfast every day and spaghetti for lunch every day and soup and mashed potato for dinner every day. Why would you do that? It, it wouldn't be nice, right? It'd be a very unpleasant lifestyle if you had the same thing every day. I know a lot of people do have the same thing every day, but I'm sure if they had the choice, they wouldn't. Um, as humans, you know, we, we seek diversity. We want something different. If we have the same thing all the time, it gets boring. So, you know, if we want to eat, we want a menu, you know, like whether it's just going online and checking out what's available online, or maybe we even have a little list of things that we like to cook. Uh, either way, we, we kind of consult a menu and we decide what we feel like eating. And it's, it should be the same with studying. Why would you have a study routine and do the same thing or decide what to do on Wednesday while you're still on Monday? What, why would you have this sort of regimented routine? This can be very demotivating Um, because the important thing when you're studying is to do something regularly. And if you if you decide on Monday what you're going to do on Wednesday and then Wednesday comes along and you don't want to do it anymore, you don't feel like doing that. You'll probably just do nothing. And you'll probably just go, okay, I'm not doing English today. I don't want to do that. It's it's very easy. It happens to all of us. I, it happens to me all the time. Um, so, yeah, studying is the same as eating. Like, why, why would you have a meal routine? Why would you have a study routine? You don't know what you're going to feel like on Wednesday. You don't know what you're going to feel like eating. And you don't know what you're going to feel like studying. Uh, yeah, sometimes you might have that thing, oh, I really need to study, but you just don't want to. 
you know, oh, I'll do it later. Like, what, what can I do next? I'll do something else. Then I, maybe I'll study, but you never do. So yeah, the best thing is not to have a study plan, but have a study menu. You have a list of activities. You can just decide what to do, what you feel like on that day. Don't decide you're going to do A on Wednesday and B on Friday. Wait till Wednesday. Look at your choices and do what you fancy doing. Fancy means uh, feel like, by the way, just in case you didn't know that. Bit of a British word, that one. So yeah, um, today it's a quick podcast, but I think it can be quite useful and a good way to get started with your study menu. Let's start putting things on the menu. I've got a bunch of stuff that is quite varied and covers a couple of two or three skills. Um, so you can decide what to do and what you feel like doing. Um, but you also probably have some things you like doing too that we're not going to talk about today. So also put it on your menu. Um yeah, it's your menu. You decide what's on it. The important thing is that you're doing something and you're doing something you're enjoying. And you increase the chances of that the longer your menu is. Make a massive menu. Don't go for one of those New York City posh like restaurants where there's two things on the whole menu. Go for one of those Bulgarian style traditional restaurants where you basically need to read the same length as the Charles Dickens book to get to the end of the menu. I don't know if you've ever been to a restaurant in Bulgaria, but it's it's like that. Massive menus. Massive they are. So yeah, it's like exercise. Uh, do something regularly. It doesn't matter what. If you do something, it's always better than not doing something. So yeah, let's get started. Um, the self-study menu. The first item on the self-study menu today is the subtitle sandwich. Now, a lot of my students uh, and just English learners in general, it's, it's a classic question that teachers get all the time. Should I watch things with subtitles? Should I watch things without subtitles? what's the best advice and this kind of like is a th a thing with teachers we we all get a bit sort of like everyone has different opinions and you also hold several opinions because you know oh it's always good to read english so you know if you're watching something with english subtitles that's helping maybe and uh maybe you should just listen but then you know it's too difficult um yeah i i i I often like had this problem too as a, an advice giver. Like, you know, when people asked me this, like I, I, I was never entirely sure what the best answer was. But I read a book. I should, I should name drop the book. Uh, can I find it? Here it is. It's deep in the bottom of my, my, my whatever this is, drawer, cabinet, desk thing. I'll tell you the story behind this book first. I was at a, a teaching conference in Burgas in Bulgaria and there was a raffle. A raffle is when you, you know, you get a little card with a number on and if they call your number, you win something. And I won a book on IELTS, which was nice, but I don't often teach IELTS. So it wasn't entirely useful for me. Um, and the, another person at the conference won this other book uh, called The Non-Native Teacher by Peter, I think it's Peter, but it might be Peter. The Non-Native Teacher by Peter Medgiez, uh, a Hungarian writer who's, who's quite well known. Um, and I really wanted it. 
I really, really wanted it. So I, I went up to the to the lady who, who'd won the lady. Are we in the nineteenth century? I went up to the woman who who won the non-native teacher and offered to swap, and she was happy to swap. So now I have a copy of the non-native teacher, and she has the IELTS book, which I'm sure she's putting to good use. So this book was good because this answered the subtitle question, um, and in this book. He doesn't call it the subtitle sandwich, but Peter Petter Medyez recommends uh, a way of dealing with subtitles and that can really benefit your listening skills. Right, so it's called the subtitle sandwich because basically it's a process of three steps and the subtitles in the middle. You know, if you have like a like a, an avocado sandwich. The avocado's in the middle. That's why it's called an avocado sandwich. Well, this is a a subtitle sandwich and uh, it's really simple. So the key is you choose something short. You don't watch a whole film. Don't watch a whole TV series. That's what's called extensive listening. And we can talk about that another time. This is intensive listening. So you're going to choose like a three minute section from a, it doesn't matter a film uh, a tv show anything that's got subtitles in your language all right so you've you've got your three minute bit it could even be shorter one or two minutes um it depends how confident you're feeling first watch it without subtitles that's step one step one watch it without, without subtitles you will understand pardon my french you'll you'll understand bugger all You'll, you'll probably understand. I don't know. I don't know how, how good your listening skills are, but listening is, is probably the toughest one. You will feel a bit bad and it'll be like, oh, I didn't really understand anything. Well, how, can I un- how, can I, how can I possibly ever understand this language? I can write it a bit. I can read it. I can speak it a bit. But oh my God, listening is impossible. So yeah, the first step, quite a sort of disappointing step. We've all been there. We all know how that feels like. So hold on, because then the sandwich bit kicks in. Second step. Watch the same two, three-minute clip with subtitles in your own language. So the second time, you're watching the same thing, and and you're going from understanding almost nothing to suddenly understanding everything. Okay, so that's good, but we're not done, because it's, it's not subtitle on bread it's a subtitle sandwich so we need to do the third stage and this is the key stage watch it again without the subtitles like you did the first time but unlike the first time unlike unlike the first time you will understand you'll know what's happening and you will be able to relate what people are saying to the meaning uh, and this is really key because, you know, that's what listening is, right? You're relating to the sounds and you're you're connecting them to meaning. And you'll be able to do that. And you're not reading. You're not reading the subtitles. You already know what's happening. So you can just listen and you can, hopefully, you'll be like, okay, he said, he was saying cat. Okay, now I get it. Or, uh, oh, he's saying that. And you'll be intensely, you'll be quite intensely listening and you'll be looking and listening out for, for certain information. And that's when the magic happens. You'll be relating the meaning and the sound at the same time without reading. To me, this is the best answer to should I have subtitles or not. Um, the subtitle sandwich. Okay, that was item number one.
Great. Item number two. Okay, this is uh, given as advice to, like, this is a very popular advice. Uh, teachers recommend it all the time. And I'm going to recommend it too because it's good. It gets you into uh, the sound of the language in a very abstract way. Um, what you do, this is um, it's pretty simple. You, again, choose two or three minutes. This is an intensive uh, listening exercise, not an intensive one. But this one isn't about meaning and about sound. This one is about um, getting a feel for the sound patterns and the rhythm patterns of the language. Imagine, before, we, before I describe this, I just want you to imagine uh, listening, watching television in <laughs> what's well, a country where like very few people know the language i don't know tajikistan um i'm trusting most people will not understand tajiki television so if you wanted to sort of imitate the television um you might just sort of uh it's almost like making fun of the sound you might start going I don't know, like, I, I don't want to sound derogative, but like, this can be very useful for um, getting a feel for the rhythm patterns and the sound and the, the sound patterns and the intonation patterns of a language. So put some television on in English or a, a two or three minute clip, whatever it is, and just start copying the people and have fun with it. Make it exaggerated. Um, don't try to understand what they're saying. Switch that part of your brain off and just start going, I don't know, whatever <laughs> whatever ridiculous sounds um, come out of the, the clip or of the TV and just make it sound ridiculous. Have fun with it. This is called shadow reading. Um, some people call it active listening as well. Um, I don't quite like that term because it's not very active. You're meant to be switching things off. You're meant to be playful. You're meant to be like a kid, like a baby, like just mimic, mimicking. That's a nice word, isn't it? Mimicking. Mimicking the sounds of the language. Okay. And num number three, self-study menu item number three. Okay, this is actually not my idea. Um, this comes completely from one of my students, Daniel who's Italian, lives in Germany, speaks French and Spanish, uh, has lived in Barcelona and, and all sorts of places. Uh, um, he, he speaks quite good Russian. Um, so he's, he's what we could call like a rather successful um, language learner. And he, he's sort of in the process of consolidating all his um, language self-study techniques and what what's really working he's he's actually kind of working on this as a project and he came up with a fantastic idea yeah what you do uh it's just an, again a few a few steps uh the first step is go to google go to google images um and search for um tintin page t-i-n-t-i-n page now, Tintin is a uh, comic book. Uh, it's quite old-fashioned. It's quite old. Um, but you can find random pages from, from the books on, uh, on Google. And just find a, a page from a Tintin book. And you can read it if you want for fun. 
Um, we'll come back to Tintin later. I found Tintin an incredibly good uh, language learning tool. But for this exercise, read, look at the page and describe what's going on. First of all, describe what's going on in terms of movement. Uh, is, is it going forward or backwards? Is he is he holding something? Is he pushing something? But try to expand your vocabulary here. This is where you'll want to sort of go online and find words and words with similar meanings. Instead of hold, we have words like grasp or clutch. See if you can make the descriptions of the movements as colourful as possible. So this is very much like research, vocabulary research, sort of um, um, self-study. Um, do do this with the movements in the, on the Tintin page, but then also go go through it again and think about the feelings, like what, what's he feeling, what's he thinking, that sort of thing. What's going on internally in the characters? And once again, just go through it and find names for every object you can see in every single frame of that page. You will be amazed how much you can get out of one one page of Tintin. Um, Just focus on the movements first, then focus on the feelings, then focus on the objects. And that way you can really expand your vocabulary, but you'll also be able to practice describing things. Describing things is... I've met I've met English learners who can debate philosophy and politics really really well and beautifully, uh, but they they can't really describe like how to how to change a light bulb or or how to uh, fix something without really struggling because yeah it's simple everyday like descriptions that can be most challenging sometimes so this is a great way of uh, dealing with that. Okay, and the last two. Uh, okay, so we're on to the... What are we on to? We're on to uh, self-study menu item number four. Extensive reading. Um, the last two items are going to be about reading. Uh, yeah, so very quickly, a note on extensive reading and intensive reading, which is the last item on this list. Uh, it, reading can be used in two sort of general ways in English. Uh, You can use it for fun. um, And the more you do it, the better you get at reading. And the more you enjoy it, the more you do it. Um, So extensive reading is like stress-free reading, anxiety-free reading, easy reading, I suppose. Reading stuff that's easy or interesting or stuff, basically stuff that you want to read. This is not a sort of study-study feeling. This is just doing something fun. And how do we do that? How do we choose what makes a good extensive reading? Well, I've got a few ideas on this. Um, Why do we give up reading? I suppose that's the best question. Why, Why do we start reading something and then we just give up on it? Well, sometimes, uh, what we're reading is just too difficult. This is probably the most common thing. Uh, so Divide your reading into extensive and intensive. The extensive is for fun. The intensive is for study. Read for fun. So if something's too difficult, just go and find something easier. There is nothing wrong with reading easy stuff because it's you just experience the enjoyment of reading in a foreign language. 
um, there are the I guess the best way of finding easy stuff is uh, if you look up graded reader graded reader online that's going to give you uh, books that are designed for different levels of uh, English so some books are designed for elementary and and starter some for pre-intermediate some for intermediate if even if like intermediate is too difficult for you just lower the stress level read a pre-intermediate book even read an elementary book it's fine the idea is that you enjoy it enjoy the stories enjoy the characters enjoy the experience of reading in english find a graded reader go below your level and just read it it'll be fun um for those who are sort of higher level and graded readers feel a little bit sort of I don't know, a little bit wooden. Um, there, I can recommend a, a few books. Uh, the Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. It's called, I'll read that again. The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. It's a very um, easy book to read. It's very popularly recommended by teachers for students. And it's fun. It's a very good book. Um, also, there are two authors who are a little old-fashioned, so I'm a little hesitant, but they are so good that I'm going to mention them. George Orwell from UK and Ernest Hemingway from the US. Both of them are very famous for writing easy-to-follow, simple, um, clean, uh, slick um, writing. Uh, Orwell's incredibly famous. He he wrote Animal Farm in 1984. Um, but yeah, both of them are, are pretty good too. Also, another reason that you might not be finishing your books are because it's not interesting. So make sure you find something interesting. Uh, Dan Brown is uh, <laughs> um, intellectually questionable, I will say, but his books are quite addictive and they're quite fun. Um and yeah, if you, if you can handle a Dan Brown book, I, I strongly recommend going going for one of them. They're called page turners, meaning you can't put the book down. You have to keep reading. Um, Harry Potter is also a bit like that. Uh, you just keep going and going and going. Very addictive reading. Um, but whatever you're into, uh, magazines or blogs or anything. I mean, if you're into video games, go and check out a video games blog. If you're into gardening, get a gardening magazine. If you're into giraffe tennis, like subscribe to a giraffe tennis newspaper or what, whatever happens with that. Um, find something you're interested in. Um, two more tips about this. If you don't like reading, if you're just one of those people who just doesn't like reading generally, you know, even in your own language. And that's fine. There are plenty of people like that and that's totally respectable. Uh, comics, comic books are great fun because there's not too much reading in them. Most of the, uh, most of it's dialogue. It's speaking and conversational because, you know, it's a comic. And um, yeah, you, you get a lot of visual uh clues as to what things mean so it makes it quite easy to read too when i was learning turkish i think my 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 fastest and biggest development happened when i was reading a lot of tintin again tintin comes up um but whatever comics you like uh tintin and asterix are great fun i enjoyed those maybe you're into manga maybe you're into graphic novels something like that if you're not a big reader you probably still like comic books Finally, you might have a short attention span. 
What was that? That was my little joke there. Short what? Was it a joke? I don't know. I, what was the question? Sorry, I, ha- I couldn't resist that. I really couldn't. Okay, you might have a short attention span. Or, more commonly, you just don't have time to read stuff. You can't finish books because like, you barely have time to start one. You just need a few minutes. Well, this is when you need what I call like word candy. Stuff that's just fun to read. Um, like, And they're short. You know, you can be done with it in like a minute, even a minute. Like super short stuff. Online is good at this because, you know, as our online attention span gets shorter and shorter, we get articles that are designed uh, to keep people's attention, but also only take up very little amounts of time. Uh, Listicles are very common. They're usually, you know, top 10 bands from Somalia that you haven't heard of, or um, five types of toothpaste that exploded on the plane or whatever. Um, Stuff like that. Huffington Post, uh, cracked.com, they do stuff like this. It's a little trashy, but who cares? It's like, it, it's it's kind of fun to read and you'll you'll be done in a minute or two um there's also stuff that you can just pick up and read put down not read for five months and pick up and read again and do it in small chunks uh the secret diary of adrian mole was a series from the 80s that is a, a teenager's diary so you can just read a day and then just put it down And there's something called the Book of General Ignorance, which is uh, great fun. It's full of facts that you you thought you knew, but you didn't. Like, uh, the tallest mountain in the world is not Everest. Well, what is the tallest mountain in the world? You may be asking. I'm not going to tell you. You should read the Book of General Ignorance and you can find out. Notice, though, here's a clue. Notice I said tallest, not highest. Okay, finally, um, self-study menu item number five. This is intensive reading. Uh, So we talked about extensive reading. It's very important for you to find something fun, but also reading can be uh, a more studious and uh, intense and kind of investigative uh, process too, um, where you pick up lots of uh, words and, and phrases. And with intensive reading... Here's my my suggestion. Don't read and just find every word you don't know and then check the dictionary for that word and then write it in your book and now you've got that word in your book. Um, it's just in your book. It's not in your head. Uh, <laughs> what is more effective for remembering language, making language stay, making language stick, is thinking in phrases and chunks because that's how we kind of process language. It's not word by word. It's like phrase by phrase. So here's my advice. Um, When you're reading, yeah, go through it quite sort of uh, like like a scientist. So you've got a page or a paragraph or whatever. A small piece. Again, focus on small pieces and get the most out of them. That's the difference between intensive and extensive reading. So yeah, find a paragraph or even a page if you're feeling confident. Go through it, find all the phrasal verbs and try to figure out what the phrasal verbs mean. Uh, You can do the same thing again, but this time look for collocations. Collocations are words that often go together, like uh, make a speech or um, sleep tight um, 
or ridiculously expensive. Things that you feel work together, not individually. Uh, do it again. This time read for idioms. We all know what idioms are. And uh, the go-to example of an idiom is it's raining cats and dogs. My advice, don't use that. No one really uses that phrase anymore. It's just so so old-fashioned. Um, but yeah, you know what an idiom is. Look for it in your paragraph. Look for it in your page. Finally, um, just read it for phrases because English is so, and I think most languages, it, it functions on a more phrasal level. Look for, um, it was just, uh, what is it? what's an example of a good sort of phrase or a chunk? Um, it, was, it was mindless escapism or... Um, that sort of thing could really have been avoided or um, wow, that's putting it mildly. There are phrases everywhere and things that just sort of function together uh, a lot. So instead of just going through and just writing down every word you don't know, that will drive you mad. Read the same thing again and again and again, but do it for different things each time. And then you'll get a better feeling, not just for these individual phrases and chunks, but you'll get a better feeling for how the whole dynamic of the language, how the idioms relate to the phrasal verbs, relate to the collocations, relate to the chunks. That's intensive reading. Don't try and finish the book. Don't try and finish the chapter. That is for extensive reading. Intensive reading is when you just go hardcore and just go deep, 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 deep. Okay. And yeah, that's the self-study menu. So quick recap... Um, subtitle sandwich the shadow reading a page of Tintin extensive reading intensive reading so yeah you can if you if you didn't like any of these by the way just don't put them on your list don't put them on your menu but if you liked any of them write them down now and you have started your self-study menu. Next step is to add things. So if you've already got things you like doing that we haven't talked about today, add them to your menu now. Watch your menu start to take shape. And every time you come around to studying, you can decide how much time you have and how motivated you're feeling. If you're not feeling very motivated, do one of the easy and fun things. If you're feeling more rigorous and investigative or whatever, you can try one of the more intense activities. You don't know how you're going to feel on Wednesday. So don't decide now what you're going to do on Wednesday. Don't give your future you a bad time. Uh, give your future you a choice. And then future you can decide. Because future you, future you knows better than now you. Um, I think that's a fact we can all uh, agree with. And a fact we're going to end on. So yeah, that's it. The self-study menu start yours today uh, thanks a lot for listening it was a quick one today but maybe we like quick ones uh, if you if you have any comments or actually yeah if you have any other things to add to the self-study menu that you like that you enjoy doing send me an email gabriel at clarkandmiller.com and uh yeah and if we get enough of those I might do another episode on the self-study menu. More things we can put on um, that, that, you, that you do yourself. So. But meanwhile, yeah, stay safe. Um, thanks for listening. And I am looking forward to talking at you next time. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye.